Hello, and welcome to episode nine of Being a Whole Person. Today's interview is with Amanda Green, a human design chart reader and owner of Intuitive Galaxy. If you've never heard of human design before, this episode will give you some insight into what the area of study is and how it can be used, but you'll have to go to Amanda's website to learn more details if human design interests you. We talk largely about Amanda's transition from side passion to full-time business owner, how we are not all designed to be doing things the same way in life and business, and the amazing things that can happen if we just start paying a little more attention to ourselves. Amanda shares such wonderful reminders that just because someone has found success one way doesn't mean that it has to be our way too. You're listening to the Being a Whole Person podcast. I'm Rebecca Haas, a pianist, composer, and creative wellness coach. And I'm Lexi Rollet, the astrologer behind Alexandria Astrology. And this is a podcast all about creative entrepreneurship, self-care, and spirituality, and how they blend in our lives. Lexi and I are having honest conversations with a variety of other creative entrepreneurs to show the whole story of what it's like to be a business owner, not just the Instagrammable version. By digging into the real experiences of being a creative entrepreneur, we explore how it is possible to blend our career with our life and feel like a whole person. Welcome to the Being a Whole Person podcast. Hello, we have today Amanda Green. Welcome, Amanda. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So in your own words, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why you do it? Yes, I am a human design chart reader. And for those that may not have heard about human design before, it is a self-awareness tool that is a combination of astrology, the I Ching, Kabbalah, and the chakra system. And populate your chart by putting in your birth information similarly to when you would pull your astrology chart. And then it'll calculate from there. And it's very hard to kind of understand it. So I take appointments where I walk people through their charts. And I also do um, readings in pairs. So it can be a married couple, a dating couple, a business partnership, you know, two sisters, two best friends, and just help them understand their strengths as a pair and how to coexist together and where they need to make compromises. Cool. That is awesome. Um, as an astrologer, yeah, yeah. As an astrologer, I thought that, you know, I'd be able to look at this and kind of like get it. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, really confusing. It's not as pretty as an astrology chart looks. Um, It looks a lot more kind of nuts and bolts. There is some way that you can look at it where it will start to look similarly to what an astrology chart looks like. And it has a lot of the same concepts. But yes, it does definitely require additional um, translation from somebody that knows what they're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's relatively new, right? Yes, it um, was information that was downloaded during a meditation back in the 80s. Um, Somebody named Ra was in an eight-day meditation and received all of this information and compiled it together. That's really cool. Yeah, it is pretty new. It hasn't 
been taught for a long time. Um, you know, it's just barely older than I am. And so how did you get onto this track? <laughs> well, I've been really into astrology since I was a teenager and it kind of found me and the language that was used. It was, I feel like it was maybe a little bit easier for me to understand since I already knew the concepts of astrology. And I just thought it was so fascinating because it was so, so accurate. Really? Like, so how... I know we've kind of chatted about this before, but yeah. just you and I personally, but how would you say that it's different and, or like, what does it, what does, what does human design design provide alternatively to astrology? Well, it is a combination of some other modalities and when you're comparing it to astrology, astrology speaks about aspects, houses, and also speaks to your rising sign, whereas human design doesn't do that. And it uses a lot of the I Ching, the genetic coding, the chakra system. So it is, in my opinion, they work very well together. You're not going to get a complete astrological reading if you just get a human design reading. It's only going to touch on little parts of that. So I think they, you know, having the two together is like the perfect combination. That's awesome. Is, and is that something that you kind of want to get into to maybe do them both or, or what's, what's your thoughts around that? Right now, the focus is mainly human design. If somebody is struggling with something in their life, I'll pull their astro chart real quick and see, oh yeah, you're in your Saturn return or kind of take a look at what's going on, like really, really surface. But to get into that a lot deeper I don't know. That's not something that's on my plate right now, but who knows what it could turn into. Mm -hmm. So when you started your business, was there anything that you weren't prepared for or you wish that you would have known before you got into business for yourself? So recently, you already know this, but very recently I became full-time self-employed. I was doing this on the side, part-time, trying to build it up. And what I didn't realize is what it actually meant when people say to take a leap of faith. Like I couldn't understand it. I was like, what is the problem? You just build up your business and then you just quit your job. You replace your income and quit your job. Easy, right? No, because <laughs> you don't have any more space <laughs> to do any more, to pull in any more income. So there is a gap and there is a leap that you have to take. And, you know, just mustering up the courage to have the trust to know that it was going to be okay. Yes. Thousand times. Very hard. <laughs> yeah. So do you think that, you know, you tried to do, obviously you tried to build the business while, um, you know, having a full-time job and all those things. So I don't know what, what was the turning point? What was like, okay. I really have to do take, I really need to take this leap of faith in order. If I want this business to do anything, then I'm just going to have to let go of the full-time job. What was the turning point? I just kind of reached a glass ceiling with what I could do with human design. Like I couldn't take in anymore and it got to a point of frustration where I just had to, I just had to do it. And you know, 
looking at my own astro chart, of course, my own transits and whatever was happening for me was very supportive of that. But ultimately, we all have free will and you have to make the choice on your own. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. That is, I feel like that's such a good reminder if anybody is interested in things like astrology or human design or any kind of thing that's trying to give you information of like when something is good, even if it's like terrible. Right. That. Um, you know, you still have free will and you still have, it's still on you. Even if, even if Mercury isn't retrograde and you're like, yeah, this is a good time to do this. You know, some, something can still happen or you can still not take that move or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's totally up to you. Like you have to be held accountable for your own actions. So you can't just wait for a juicy, awesome transit to, you know, come upon you and then sit and wait for something to happen because it's not like you have to figure out how to make things happen. And in human design, um, to make decisions, we use something called um, your authority. And my authority is my sacral, which would be my gut, my gut reaction. And I just had to check in with it over and over again to make sure that the timing was right. Because when you get in your head and try to intellectualize everything and run it through logic, it, that's where you get messed up. So whatever your authority that is, is, that's kind of what governs you and your decisions? Or like, how does that, how do you define that? Yes, that's how you are meant to make decisions. And it's going to be either within your body, unless you're a reflector, then it's going to be based on the moon cycle. Um, there's five different types in human design. Reflector is the most rare. So chances are it's going to be something within your body, but it will never be with your mind. I feel like that's so contradictory to many people's beliefs within business. <laughs> Um, yeah, yes. definitely. I mean, society wants us all to be strategic and analytical, but you know, that's not how our bodies were made. And I see a shift happening slowly, but there's a ton of conditioning out there about, um, using strategy pros and cons lists, this and that, that really don't serve the majority of people. And treating our bodies like they're inconvenient at best, or like we're supposed to hate our bodies and fix them. And yeah, there's so much yeah. that's telling us to not listen to our bodies. Oh, yeah. And just that whole like hustle culture, you know, that's not something that I agree with, where you just push, 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 and it doesn't matter. Just keep loading caffeine and just keep taking in more caffeine, yeah. not paying any attention to your bodies, pulling an all nighter, working the 80 hours. It's just not it's not sustainable. No, it always catches up with us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's especially prevalent for creative people too, where you really do need that recharge and you really can't just, you know, like you said, keep go, go, go pouring in the caffeine in any way possible. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of creative people and, and who we're probably talking to within this podcast, like they really would resonate with something like that, that you need the recharge. You need to take a rest. Sometimes a rest is more productive than continuing to work. It really is. And you can't yeah. force creative things to happen. You just can't. And as soon as you take care of yourself, you're going to see things start to happen for you. 
Absolutely. So how about you? Did you have any kind of um, moments or, you know, where you were starting to take care of yourself maybe a little bit more or has that always just kind of been your number one thing? Um, yeah. Speak a little bit about that and maybe self-care. Yeah. Well, I've been more focused on it over the last several years, but I have a five-year-old, so it wasn't really a priority in the beginning. You know, it was just all about survival and you can't really pay so much attention to yourself and the, or you, you just feel you can't, you know, you just feel guilty if you do. So getting past that over the last couple of years, just really paying attention and self-care to me is, you know, making sure that I can sit down and have a cup of tea in the morning, you know, reading what I want to read, checking in with what's happening in the cosmos that day, yoga, whenever I feel like it, taking a walk, whenever I feel like it. Yesterday I had a spa day with one of my best friends and, you know, I came out of my appointment and checked my email and had a whole handful of bookings. You know, it seems like when you take care of yourself, that things kind of start to happen. That's awesome. I just want yeah. to say that's amazing. Yeah. Going into a spa day, coming out with, oh, look at all of these appointments I have now. I know, right? It's just you have to keep doing it because if you just start neglecting yourself and falling out of doing things for yourself, things will start to get forced and you'll start to get stressed out and anxious and nothing flows when you're closing off your energy in that way. True. So okay. True. I've been talking about this as a form of trust a lot in my newsletter and like the hustle culture doesn't want us to trust rest. It wants us to trust action and just keeping on doing stuff. And it's really hard to trust that, okay, this rest is actually going to do something for me because it's less tangible than like, I just worked on this thing for an hour, but yet you're maybe not getting enough done in an hour or getting as much as you think you would because you're just tired. Yeah. It's just so hard to trust. But like you said, when we do good things happen. Yes, exactly. And actually right now, this week, the sun is in a part of the human design chart that is lighting up um, trust in abundance of the universe. So we should see a lot of that energy around us and start to feel it within ourselves. And it's something that we need to start leaning into. And it's hard because it's so unknown and your mind wants to control where your resources are going to come from. And it wants to control, you know, how you're going to be doing things, but you have to let go and start trusting. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. that actually, <laughs> so yesterday, so this is not going to be accurate for when this comes out by any means, but um, as far as timing goes, but yesterday I went to my part-time job and it's just, I'm just a personal assistant to someone. And she actually told me that day that, and, and as of yesterday, that was the Virgo full moon. And she told me, you know, I think, I think we're done for a while you know, so I basically lost my part-time job yesterday, <laughs> which, wow. right, more or less, like, not entirely lost it because she will have needs in the future, but I don't know when that will be. So that is so interesting that you're telling, huh. telling us about this whole thing about the sun being in this place of having to trust the universe 
And then this happened on the full moon, which is all about releasing what is no longer serving you. So I don't know. Can we just have a moment about talking about what yes. you really mean about the sun being <laughs> this gate and all of this stuff? Yes. And yesterday is when the transit started. Oh, okay. On the day of the full moon. So the timing is so perfect for that. And it's so aligned. And, you know, energetically, if you didn't love it anyway, and it wasn't right, it's just going to create space for all of the things that you need to say yes to to come in. The funny thing is, is I left the house to go work. And then I realized I didn't even get out of my neighborhood, but I realized I forgot something that she really needed at the house. So I turned around, I went back inside. My boyfriend was asking, you know, whoa, what, what'd you forget? Whatever. And I just storm in and I grabbed the thing that I needed. And I said, I fucking hate working for her. And then I went and then as soon as I sat down at the table, she's like, I think I only have about an hour's worth of work for you. And then I think we're going to be done for a while. Asking you shall receive. <laughs> right. Yep. Sometimes not even in the way you imagine it, but. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. So the sun, this transit yesterday, um, I don't know, explain it a little bit more because I feel like I keep interrupting you. Well, these sun transits shift every five to six days and every single day there's a different level of the transit. So yesterday was the planning phase. So it's so, so crazy that this happened for you yesterday and just got off your plate. To me, it seems like you would have just kept plugging along until this happened anyway, because it felt like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of cushion, a little bit of security, something, you know, to give you a little bit of variety, you know, get out the house and do whatever. But yes, so every five to six days, the sun highlights a different part of the chart. And it'll transit all around. And while it's in these gates, these gates have numbers, and these gates have descriptions, but they also fall within the current sun sign of the transit. So it's going to basically be a micro aspect of that sign. Hmm. Okay. Yes. So it has a very Pisces energy to it. If you think about it, trusting in the universe and spirit is going to be your source rather than working for ABC corporation being my source, you know, looking to them like, you know, they're above you in that way. You should actually be looking to the universe or God or whatever you call it as being your source. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And it, it just goes through and highlights a different part of the chart um, every five to six days, like I said, but the sun is the most important to follow because it is the strongest energy. If you have these parts in your chart defined, which means colored in, then it's something that's already within you. But if you have them open, then it's going to be something that you're feeling around you. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so awesome. And I feel like that's, Kind of a nice contrast from astrology where astrology really focuses on the moon transits and yeah. you know what to do with that so and and the thing about the moon is that it's comparative to the sun <laughs> but yet we're not really looking at what's going on with the sun where human design definitely is so that's super exactly cool. that's why i wanted to start writing about these solar transits um because 
I think that people need to know more and they're super useful and you can just access them right on my website. They're mm -hmm. there. Um, I usually post the first day of the transit or maybe the day before, depending on what I have going on. But yeah, that's where you can find them. Cool. I'm going to go so, read about those. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll definitely include the links and such in the show notes. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So a little bit back to self-care and maybe just the business for business sake kind of thing. Um, you did say you're a mother of a five-year-old. And up until recently, yes, I am a full-time job. You're a mother. You're, uh, you know, running a part-time job or like a side hustle at the moment or at the time. Yes, yes at the time it was a side hustle. Um, side passion. Okay, I'm, I'm allergic to the word hustle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, yeah, let's, let's get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, let's be done with that. Like, right. let's just let's just put that to rest. Yeah, I agree. Okay, side hustle is canceled. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> canceled. <laughs> so anyway, but talk to us a little bit about that balancing act because I'm sure many people are in that boat. Um, so maybe. Do you have any like words of wisdom or just how you handled it? Um, well, I didn't handle it very well. I always felt overwhelmed. There is no secret. There's no like, you know, one time fix. Every day is different. You just have to take it how it comes. My husband has a crazy work schedule and sometimes he works really late at night. So I would take those times where he was working really late at night to take a nice detox bath with salts and baking soda and all kinds of good stuff to try to, you know, renew my energy. But it felt like I was burning the candle at both ends. I was go, go, go all the time. I went straight to work in the morning. I was working at work. I was also doing my side passion while I was at work on my laptop. And so the day went by in like five minutes. Then I would go straight to pick my son up from school, which was actually aftercare because nobody gets out of work at 3 p.m. when they work for a company, unless you work at like six in the morning. And, you know, just instantly come home, make his dinner, you know, make sure I check his homework get his bath done, get him ready for bed. And then I'd find myself at 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, exhausted because all day during the day, even though I'd occupy myself with doing my side passion on my laptop, my body physically being in that place and just always my attention being diverted everywhere, it was just so exhausting. So there isn't a secret you, you can't do it all. I guess that's what I would tell people. You can't do it all. There has to be a compromise. Don't abuse your body with caffeine. And um, I mean, I'm not against caffeine, but there is imbalance if you're drinking too much. But yeah, you just have to say no to some things. Yes. Thank you. I, sorry. Right. That is probably the best answer. And I feel like many people are afraid to give the real answer like that. So I love that. And I, and I love that you're allowing other people to recognize or, or just admit to themselves like, no, I can't, I literally can't do everything. Um, it's just not physically possible or emotionally or spiritually possible. So I have to give myself, um, you know, 
the grace and the permission to feel tired, to be, to, to have rest, to actually give myself a little bit of self care. Um, so thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people need to stop beating themselves up that they can't do it all. And then I did also read this amazing article. I think I got it from the holisticism newsletter or maybe mind body green. I don't remember where it came from, but it was about the unspoken role of the house manager about how that usually falls on the woman and it's of nobody's fault except for society's conditioning. And it's this role that you can't see, but it's kind of in your mind. You know, you wake up early in the morning, then you notice this thing is on the floor. You pick the thing up off the floor, then you go upstairs to put in the laundry. And it's just this domino effect of chores that weren't really like big things, but they took up a lot of mental space and a lot of your focus and diverted your attention everywhere. You know, calling the dentist for my son, calling the dentist for myself, worrying about his vaccinations, his his doctor's visit, his after school activity, his swim class, just all of that stuff. Even though it seems like a quick phone call or a quick email, it takes up major brain space and it really is its own job. So to do it all, like you can't and you shouldn't, you shouldn't put that burden on yourself. And I've heard that when you shift tasks, um, some studies said it takes, I don't know if it's 18 minutes or 23 minutes. It, I've heard different figures, but like it takes a long time to get focused back in what you're doing. So each one of those little five minute tasks could ruin a whole day potentially. You're very right. And when I was working at my former full-time job, which was interior design. I was in a showroom where people from the outside and designers and contractors, as well as my management, who was very frantic in their work style, could have had total access to me at all times. So I would be in the middle of doing something that would take another five seconds. And my manager would come up to me and be like, I need you to call this customer right this moment. And I would say, hold on, let me just finish this train of thought. I'm just typing this email. And I remember him saying, well, sometimes you have to drop it and do something else and you have to get used to doing things that way. And I looked at him and I'm just like, you have lost your mind. No, that is actually not how you have to do things. Like nothing's an emergency. They'll get their faucet. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I also have that kind of experience. Um, I worked for a financial advisor for about a year. This is like right-hand woman and he was very much like that where super high energy, very type a, you know, anything that he wanted, he wanted it now. And we had to have so many conversations about what are the priorities because I'm one person and I'm doing so many things so that your job is easier. So please tell me exactly what is it that you need today? And then the rest is going to wait for tomorrow. And that's just how Especially it. as a projector, your human design type, people can't like work you to the bone like that. Mm. Thanks. Thank you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's so true. It is so true. I just would revolt so hard, but all of my Capricorn energy was just like I'm I'm like working hard, working hard, but inside I'm like oh, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And then all of this control that I have, not allowing me to say it. 
Yeah, I know, because we're not supposed to speak up to authority figures. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I believe that respect goes a long way and that everybody, you know, deserves it when they give it. But these hard conversations, I mean, they're not easy. Um, And it's really difficult for an employer to set boundaries with their superior, like very difficult. And I would just get email after email after I would get so many emails from my manager, some to the nature of she would forward me a clickable tracking link and she would say, track this for me. Like it was just, and and it is so simple and it takes two seconds for me to do, but it mentally killed me. Well, also, I mean, not to like shit on your abilities or anything, but you're not going to track it any better than she could. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Nobody won a Guinness Book of World Record for their ability to track packages by clicking links. <laughs> yeah, I see your point. It's not an insult. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're done with I that. I read recently that. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. This sounds interesting. What did you read? Uh, I was going to say, I read recently that the word priority didn't even become plural until fairly recently. And oh, I'm forgetting where I read this or like the history, the facts behind this, um, like exactly when it happened. But priority was singular because you had a priority. And this is the most important thing. There was no such thing as priorities. I have my top three priorities, my top five, my top 20, like who knows how many people have, but like that kind of blew my mind that we can't actually have that many priorities, Mm -hmm. even though I can't just say I have only one myself, but just pondering doing that kind of blows my mind. That is so interesting. That is something that is something to keep in mind and think about. Instead of saying, eliminating the word priorities from our vocabulary. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Back to those priority conversations I had with that employer. I would ask, you know, what's the number one priorities? What's what's the most important thing? And every time I'd say, well, they're all important. They're all equally important. Like no, <laughs> that was the case, and uh, they could all. Then be none of them are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. So, but anyway, and, you know these positions that I've been in in the past. It's just all a gigantic lesson for how I want to run my own business mm. today and going forward, and what I want it to look like. And you know, I've learned what's healthy for me and what's not healthy for me what I like to do, what I need to outsource. So it's been really valuable in that sense. Mm-hmm. Can you share some of those lessons? Well, I won't do Facebook. <laughs> I won't do LinkedIn. I won't do Twitter. Um, I know that a lot of people will be mad that I say this, but I am not designed to make a lengthy and hyper detailed business plan, crunching numbers, looking over spreadsheets, analyzing things, being strategic. It's just not a part of me as far as marketing. Also something that I don't uh, do well for myself. So I've been lucky that 
you know, I've kind of attracted the energies of other people that want to um, share what I have to offer with other people. So it's been really good. And just how I want to treat others and how I want to be treated myself and how I want my work day to be structured or not. Um, I feel like some people might be a little bit scared whenever they hear like, I'm just not designed to be strategic. I'm not designed to make my own marketing plans. And I feel like maybe some people might even question like, Oh, am I, maybe I'm not designed to do those things. So, so I guess my question is how, how are, I don't know what, what are you going to do then? I guess, since that's kind of what we're conditioned to do is be strategic and make all these marketing plans and have click funnels and all this bullshit. Um, what are you going to do instead? I'm just going to take it how it comes. Mm. Um, I do have some things in place and some plans, but I've learned that I need to be more vague and human design. It's an experiment. It's not a set of instructions or rules or things that you must absolutely do, but I'm leaning into really trusting my design and you know, just because I'm not designed to be strategic and analytical and focused, like I don't have to do that if I don't want to, but I'm choosing to because it's making life a lot easier for me and creating more flow. Um, it's so much harder to force things that come unnatural to you. And I don't want people to get freaked out thinking about their design. Well, I'm not supposed to do that. Well, actually you can do whatever you want, just as long as you're entering into it, uh, making the decision in the correct way for yourself. Um, you know, it's always something to play with and experiment. So instead of spreadsheets and crazy business plans, mine look more like, I guess kind of goals rather than a bunch of numbers on a spreadsheet and, you know, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four and, and funnels, email funnels, something that I'll never do. So don't worry about joining my email list and then being put through this like nine part funnel. Like it's not going to happen. I know how to build them out for people. Um, I know how they work. I know the mechanics of it. It's just completely unnatural for me. So, and as far as marketing, I just, you know, I post whatever I want to on Instagram. If you gravitate toward it, you do. If not, you don't. I also socialize within my network of people that I'm interested in socializing in. And I have found that opportunities have come from that. I'm also one of the featured facilitators on a platform called Holisticism, which is an online space you can go to to find healers and practitioners in lots of different realms of the wellness and spiritual space, all right there. And most of them do virtual appointments, if not all of them. So that's a lot of marketing that's done for me, but you'll never see the, um, you know, buying Facebook ads. Like that'll never be, that'll never be me. I really love that because we are sold so much bullshit that we all have to do the same things and promote ourselves in the same ways. And that's just not true. 
No, it's really, it's really not one size fits all. And I'm super glad that it worked for that one person or those, you know, million people or however many people, but it really is not something that you can push on everybody and expect everybody to do with the same success. Because if it, if it's unnatural, it's going to come off as such, you know, if I'm uncomfortable doing YouTube videos and I start doing YouTube videos, you're going to be able to see it. So yeah, I don't care what advice is out there. I'm not going to do something that feels so gross and inauthentic to me and not judging what other people do at all, at all. Like, you know, if you're killing it, keep killing it. You do you boo. But like, there's just some things that I'm just, (laughs) I'm not there with right now. Who knows? Maybe things will change, but just right now. No. Sounds like it all comes back to trust. Yes. And for now, the trust is working for me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good. Good deal. Yeah. Whenever you and I talked for the first time and you gave me some insights about my projector profile, is that accurate? Say it's a profile? Um, you are a 5-1 profile, but you oh. are a projector. That is your human design type. Oh, okay. So Sorry if I gave like personal information, but but yeah, after you explain what the projector means, basically what that is. And then I looked at, Oh, here's all the things that I do that there are all the things that I did marketing wise. that didn't work. AKA I lost an audience (laughs) and it was whenever I looked at what those functions were, they were so out of line with what a projector is supposed to do. And then it made sense. Well, I mean, it's not what you're supposed to do, but it's something you can kind of experiment with. I don't want people to think that this is a a limiting concept because it's not, it can actually be super empowering. It's just more about um, shifting the way that you're attempting to do something so that it actually flows better for you. Mm, That feels better. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So is human design for you um, have any kind of connection with your spirituality or your spiritual practices? Well, you know, we talked um, previously about how um, the both of us, we have strong kind of Capricorn and we're a lot more grounded with those concepts. Um, in regards to spirituality, I have lots of tarot decks that I enjoy using. Um, I look to astrology. I look to, I like to do a lot of subconscious work and meditation. Um, I am less, I'm not likely to do something and everybody can do what works for them, but I'm not going to go the route of, um, trying to cancel out all my negative thoughts and replace them with positive um, because I find that 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 doesn't really that make that expends more of my energy and stresses me out more and makes me feel more guilt when those negative thoughts come in. So that like that um, uber positivity is not something I practice. I, but you know what? In general, I'm a pretty like level human being anyway. I'm already pretty positive. Um, so yeah, that's what that would include. I don't think that there is anything else. You know, of course I follow the moon and pay close attention to what's happening with that. But then again, that would pair back to astrology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
do any of these practices inform your business decisions at all? Yes, actually. I'll pull cards for a lot of things. Hmm. Okay. For a lot of things, because with my inner authority, according to human design, I need something to respond to. And that helps provoke that response for my body to kind of gravitate towards or back away from. And um, I definitely use that a lot. I will, I have this, I'll show you guys because we're on video. So I apologize if you know, to the people that are listening, but I have this planner that shows everything. You know, this one. I do. It's the magic of I or the magic of incarnation astrological planner. And it has everything that is happening in the sky that day. I love, love, love to reference that. It's just so Mm -hmm. easy. I don't like to have everything digitally because then stuff just pops up out of nowhere. You know, you'll get a text or someone will call you or so I like to have some things that are actually tangible items to help me um, be focused with that. But I reference that every single day and I do subconscious meditation whenever I can. I try to do it like maybe three times a week to kind of work on things that have been triggering me to shift that energy to figure out why it keeps coming to me. And a lot of magic happens for me when I do that. I would say that that is is the most impactful thing I do. And for to kind of give you an idea, if you purchase the audiobook, the light side or the dark side of light chasers by Debbie Ford, mm-hmm. she talks about this work like digging up your shadow of your subconscious and in the audiobook she'll speak you through those meditations. Oh which I mean, of course the paper book or the Kindle, it's all amazing, but you'll have those actual um, meditations in the audiobook, And that's what I'm talking about when I'm um, referencing subconscious meditation, you know, just digging up shadowy things and working on them and confronting them and shifting the energy so that they don't keep showing up. Hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Because I hear mixed I don't know, mixed reviews or mixed feelings, I guess, about just meditation in general, where some people are like, yes, it's the best thing ever, all the way to the other side of it. Like, I just can't shut my brain off enough. Well, it's not about shutting your brain off. It's about watching your thoughts. Um, Meditation can be very difficult to people when they are trying to shut their brain off because, spoiler alert, you're not going to shut your brain off. (laughs) You know, you're going to hear sounds, your things are going to like just plop into your head and things are going to come to you. It is difficult for me to sit and meditate unguided. Um, So Mm -hmm. what I prefer to do is to listen to these guided meditations that walk me through um, my subconscious to get to places where I can sort out things that have been triggering me because I find that to be so valuable and so beneficial in regards to unguided meditation where you're literally just sitting for, I don't know, five, 10, 20 minutes. I've done that before. It's really hard to stay with that routine. I find that very difficult because I feel like my mind is running a mile a minute and I do feel the pressure to want to make it stop. And, you know, I get to the end and feel like I've wasted my time because I'm just sitting there thinking about, you know, everything A to Z, but Yes, I do prefer the guided meditation because it helps me focus on something very productive that I can actually start to work on. Hmm. So we'll include that book 
in the uh, show notes, but do you have any other resources that someone might want to use to get involved into uh, guided meditations? That is what I recommend if you want to work on shadow work and things that are triggering you. But in regards to guided um, meditations, I've used both apps, Calm and Headspace, and they're both wonderful. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, they're really, really good resources. An insight timer is really good too. Oh, I haven't tried that one. I'll have to look at it. Yeah, they have lots of stuff that's free. Hmm. Oh, awesome. Nice. Well, um, you know, is there anything that you haven't shared about being in business that maybe like you weren't prepared for or anything that you just wish you would have known or, you know, or any kind of words of wisdom for anybody considering going from side passion to full time? Um, just going back to when we talked about the strategy and the funnels and the, you know, email, like the hardcore business strategy just aren't for everybody. It doesn't feel right to you. When I started leaning into my astrology, my human design as a guiding light to how I should be doing things for business, things started to get a lot easier. Hmm. So those, you know, generalized, like all that generalized advice and all those things, you know, they're just really not going to work. Like you could be sitting next to somebody that could be killing it doing that and you're doing the exact same thing and it's not working for you. It can be so frustrating to figure out why the, the why is because it's not energetically correct for you. And it, it's not fun to hear that because it seems so easy to just follow this set of instructions. But if it's just not right for you, it's just not going to work the same way. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've all been there too. Yeah. We've all experienced yeah. that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. Well, last question. What are you excited about right now? Right now I'm excited about What I've been doing a lot of lately, and I mean, this isn't really related to business, is to, you know, dig deeper and deeper and deeper into what I can do to live more sustainably Hmm. in regards to like the clothing I'm purchasing and what I'm keeping in my home, what I'm cleaning with, you know, the packaging and what I'm buying at the grocery store. That's been something that's been top of my mind lately. So I guess I'm excited about it. Yeah. (laughs) yeah that is really cool what um what are you doing or what are you focusing on specifically well I started to clean out everything that was considered toxic in my home maybe five years ago I stopped using makeup that had chemicals in it because there's a lot of chemicals they're allowed to put in makeup in the United States Mm -hmm. um that are really not good for you Yes. (laughs) yes And of of course, when my son was born, switching over to all non-toxic cleaners and, you know, non-toxic diapers, non-toxic body products for the bath, but just being a lot more mindful with 
you know, all the paper that you're using for paper towels, there's alternatives like bamboo and sugarcane paper towels and just trying to be less wasteful, bringing your own bags to the grocery store, bringing your own produce bags. When I'm packing my son's lunch, don't use plastic bags, use reusable um, containers, things like that. Just always trying to be mindful of reducing my carbon footprint as much as I can. Well, awesome. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I need to work on that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. It was a joy having you on and maybe, maybe we can have you back. Yeah, I'd like that. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe on the podcast app of your choice, leave a rating and review on iTunes, or share with a friend. Or if you really love it, you can support the making of this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon for exclusive content. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Being a Whole Person. We'd love to connect with you. Thanks for listening.